0: Welcome to the B-Side Outdoor Podcast. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined again by Big Chris.
1: What's going on, guys?
0: So, fall is upon us. You know what that means. Deer and the hunt for Red October. For y'all that don't know what that is, that's... Redfish will be everywhere and biting. I mean, they're... they're hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I mean,
1: Hopefully. It's been... On the contrary to some people, it's been pretty skimp lately.
0: Yeah, definitely the rod and reel bite is not there. But besides fishing this fall, we will definitely be hunting. So, as of this recording, teal season has been open for three days.
1: Opened up on Saturday.
0: Yeah, so... Teal season's here. Um, I'm going tomorrow. I think you're going on... I'm
1: going Thursday, day after (laughs) tomorrow. So... Which is uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a new experience. We're going to check out a new WMA like we talked about on the last podcast. Get out there on them WMAs. I'm excited, man. I've never been to this little spot we're going to. Um, a buddy of mine actually, which is something we wanted to talk about. <laughs> a buddy of mine actually put me on this spot. Um which was a huge help. You know, if you know something about a WMA, um you definitely want, you know, if you ha- if you know somebody with some inside knowledge, it doesn't hurt to help the front out, you know?
0: Yeah, no, but it's it's one of them things that if you go somewhere with somebody, if they physically take you to that spot, and not just kind of like say, oh yeah, the northeast corner of this WMA, if they're mm-hmm. like, alright, I'm going to show you this duck pond, the way I feel about it, and we'll get Big Chris's input is, if let's say Big Chris takes me to this pond, I'm not going to go there without him.
1: No, that's just that's just outdoor etiquette, my man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's
0: definitely... Um... Now, if let's say we're going down to Trenos and it splits left and right, and he always goes to the right, he showed me the right pond, but there's a pond to the left that may have ducks. I feel like that's free game because...
1: I want to get some more people on here, dude, and, and really... <laughs> Because this is going to be a conversation that uh, <laughs> some people are like, oh, man, hell with all that. I'm, I'm going – if I live it out or if I sh- if it was a good a good hunt, I'm going there, you know. Which, I mean, I don't know. It all depends, man. Like, I make a trip down, down the road every year. Well, I say every year. I went last year.
2: You <laughs> <laughs> <He> went once, <laughs> that, but it's yeah, every year. Yeah, that three-minute
1: video. But we're going again this November. But, uh, you know, I went to a spot a buddy showed me, and – um. I would never go there like without him, you know what I mean? Because the spot he's in, he's been hunting there since he's been hunting, so it's just kind of and I mean it's it's vast territory, so why you yeah. know why encroach on somebody else's spot, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, especially like where you're talking about towards the mouth of the river, there's so there's school board land, Oh yeah, oh, you they got
1: wirehouser. There's WMAs there's um federal land I mean public it's all it's it's all over
0: yeah so there's really there would be no reason to crowd down there and then the I know the state uh, WMA has a lot of good campsites and things like that which
1: yeah yeah they and they, they keep up with them yeah so which it's, is surprising because it's way
2: out of the way
0: well I, so I'm not a hundred percent sure and I remember my dad knew somebody that knew a game warden that was stationed down there.
2: Yeah.
0: And they kind of do like, a, or at the time, I don't know if they still do, um, but they were doing like a 14-7 I think. or Shift se- work? Yeah, they would go down there for like seven days straight, and then they would come home for seven days, because there's a big camp down
1: there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I've I've seen the compound. It's I, nice.
0: Yeah, a lot of your, um, I know they like...
1: Sh- they should build those for us.
0: Yeah, they should, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So yeah, we um, definitely. I don't remember where I was going. Oh, we're no, talking was, about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's,
1: like I said, guys, we've been up for twenty plus hours, so this yeah. this is gonna be a fun one.
0: Yeah, so yeah, we've definitely we've both got off a of night shift, so.
1: Oh, and then we went. Uh, well, hold on. Before we get into that, we're, we're gonna we're gonna uh, finish up on on teal season. Um, well,
0: I mean, it kind of ties into teal. Season. Well, yeah.
1: What? Uh, what? <laughs> so. What uh what do you expect for this teal season tomorrow, Frank?
0: So from the early reports I've been seeing, and when I say reports it's Instagram and Facebook. Facebook,
1: goes. yeah. <laughs> we ain't got thirty partners smashing <laughs> birds, bro. <laughs> no,
0: but uh but yeah, I've seen I know like I've seen Nate with outside uh not outside the levees. Nate's with falling tide yeah. T V. Uh, like I said, Lack of sleep right now is really gonna be fun with this one, but deprivation. Yeah. So Nate, I saw he had I think one or two man limit. Uh, one of my partners I work with had two or three man, the two or three man limit yeah. over the weekend. And
1: one of my uh, son's friends, dad and his partners, they went uh, I don't know down river somewhere. I really don't know where they hunt, but uh, he had a two man limit, and that was open in the morning. Which I mean, we still got some warm weather here. I mean, which is of no surprise in South Louisiana.
0: Yeah, we actually just got our first, I think, official cold front of the season, and it dropped from like...
1: I wouldn't say cold front. I'd say slightly cooler than hot as hell front.
0: Yeah, they they call it a cold front, but we went from being (laughs) like 90 degrees to 85. (laughs) Yeah, right. right.
1: Still 1,000% humidity. Yeah. But uh, that's about about the only time. Well, I ain't going to say the only time, but you definitely want to hunt in shorts and crocs. Uh, for teal opener
0: or even better i bought a shirt for turkey season that's made my badlands and it's a cooling shirt
1: yeah I'm, does that really work though
0: for turkey season i don't know it was cold that morning so i had a jacket hey, right. underneath <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one time you went turkey yeah. on you had a damn jacket, on. I had a jacket
0: underneath <laughs> this hoodie but i am definitely going to try it out tomorrow because uh it's going to be hot. Mosquitoes are going to be everywhere. Actually, oh, I did... Definitely get your
1: thermocels out.
0: Yeah, um, which with that beaver tail blind that Vinny has on his boat, I'm cranking that radius up, and I'm cranking my other thermocel up. And you
1: can zip that up all the way,
0: huh? Yeah, it'll completely be enclosed until yeah. daylight. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Till the devil's pterodactyls leave. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but, um, I mean, like I said, we're hunting a new WMA... Well, new to us. I mean, but um, Thursday, and I mean, I always try to remain hopeful. A lot of guys say keep expectations low and you'll never be disappointed. But to me, like, where's the fun in that? Like, hey, we're going to go out there and it's going to suck. Um, yeah, I'm but, like, you know what? We're going to go out there with smashing limits. <laughs> I'll be disappointed after. But until that point, I'm going to have fun with it.
0: But you got to remember, too, not only is teal season open, but nutra season open. So you can shoot five dutra per person.
1: Now, that sounds like some B-side business right there. Yeah, we're going teal hunting, <laughs> but we're coming back with some fur coats.
0: <laughs> and they also have Galenu open.
1: Oh, uh, actually, let me pull something up for you, dude. This, <laughs> this is how you know uh, on the B-side. We attempt, we attempt to, to uh, open a meat market, you know, fill the box up, if you will. So I was looking at um, everything that opened on what was Saturday the tenth. Yeah. The yeah. 10th. So you're like, <laughs> you know, all your big duck hunters. They're like, man, I'm not shooting all that other stuff. But in Louisiana, the you can shoot six teal, fifteen king or clapper rails, twenty five Sora or Virginia rails, and fifteen Gallinule. Now. Everything I mentioned after Teal, nobody else is interested in except me, Frank, and Vinny. I, I could almost <laughs> promise you that. Matter of fact, I didn't even know what King Clap, King and Clapper, Sora, or Virginia Rails were. I went and Googled them and saved images so when we're out there Thursday, I could be like, yep, that's on the list.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's another thing. And what, what I think is really funny about Nutra is that during, well, during any duck waterfowl season you're not allowed to shoot any lead shot out. So you can't even have a twenty two in the boat to shoot of Like, yeah, yeah, I'm shooting at ducks with a twenty two. It's they'll be safer flying in front of me. <laughs>
1: As we've seen this morning, Frank, none of us is hitting a duck with a twenty two, I promise. Yeah, I promise. I we had a hard time smashing clays with twelve gauges.
0: Yeah, so tying in the teal season, we actually went this morning with uh Josh, who you've seen in a bunch of our Spec fishing videos. Yeah, he don't talk at all. No, nah. Well, he does, but we have to edit most of what he yeah. says out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we went, we probably, what, through 150, God. 200, uh, so, about, between, probably so about Frank, 150 to fine, 160 no, clays. Don't. Oh, clays. Okay, yeah. yeah. And we shot, what, 275 Two,
1: shells? 275 shells. So, Frank bought 180 clays, okay? <laughs> And we shot 275 shells, and there was at least, I mean, at least a half a box of clay is left. So something went wrong terribly, yeah. terribly. Now, I will, in my defense, I will in my defense say this. My lovely wife did buy me a new shotgun this year, and I did put a full choke in it. Um, I've never hunted full choke. I have that old... Reliable 870 Express. My dad bought me when I was 12. Modified all the way. Um, it's a it's a different world when you change. You you wouldn't think it, but uh, it definitely changes things up. At least for me. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel.
0: So yeah, big time duck hunters actually do what they call pattering a gun, which I've never heard of duck hunters doing it. But I've, I've always heard of turkey hunters and deer hunters doing it. So yeah. basically, you so get big time
1: bird hunters, not big time duck hunters
0: yeah bird hunters. yeah um, but I've, ne- I've never heard of a duck hunter doing it um, until just recently and then I heard like seven or eight people do it so maybe I was just in the dark these all these years but
1: yeah well we don't have those ducks and limited ducks so no we just hey Dad can I borrow your shotgun or I'm going duck hunting. yeah know?
0: and that's pretty much how we all grew up you know yeah um, I, I grew up bar- using my dad's 870. Which is the same, almost identical gun I have, except he just had the, the Magnum. Yeah. And I have the Super Magnum, which I could shoot three and a half right. out of it. But, I mean,
1: you don't need three and a half, dude. No,
0: no. I mean, I think...
1: I got a partner went on a, geese, uh, a geese goose hunt, and uh, he was knocking them down with, believe it or not, two and three quarters.
0: Yeah. It, and then, what real... So, if if I ever go to hunt flooded timber... I'm definitely putting a modified choke in my gun because what
1: well yeah it, that's that's all close range yeah but that's, that's all close yeah range. that's your
0: point the, gu- the the barrel at the duck that's yeah about to hit and the I, end and believe
1: it day. or not though early season teal um yeah they're coming in doing eighty but they're coming in fairly close depending on how you spread it set up so a modified might be better yeah for also, early teal yeah. season yeah because now later in your season you know they're they're I mean, they've been shot at from Canada all the way down here. You're going to need that, that full choke, that full extended choke to get. So, last, even early November, man, we had problems with them on the outside of the decoys, and we just couldn't connect.
0: Yeah, it's. And
1: this was ducks in the water. Well, I'm not even talking about, like, <laughs> I'm
0: talking. Yeah, you want to talk about things that, like, ducks start getting wise to? Spinners. You know, all oh, your, the, uh, the, mojos the mojos and yeah. the ones that the looks like wings flapping.
1: Dude, we did a mojo like one day last year. And then we were like, you know what? I feel like it's too much. Let's, let's downsize the spread. And it actually ended up working. I mean, there was three of us in the boat, but we pulled uh, one or two-man limits every hunt. So, I mean, that's not bad. Yeah,
0: and I mean, so sometimes once you start getting later in the season, they've done seen – Every type of movement that they can possibly see. Right, the
1: V spread, the spot yeah. spread, all kind of other... So,
0: they start getting wary. So, what I like to do, and, well, I don't duck hunt very much, but when I do, coot decoys, and everybody's probably like, what in the world are you talking about? You're not the only person yeah. I've heard say that, it, man. It is a comfort decoy. It's, I guess they figure if these dumb birds are dumb enough to land here... And they're not getting killed. Yeah. We'll go into them.
1: Not getting killed yet, man. If you go to that YouTube video of us from uh last duck season, we're just gonna call that the coochie. That's basically all the footage we had was the coochie. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: I mean I got I got a few we had a few different kills that I found on the eight hours of footage I had. <laughs> but yeah.
1: I'm gonna try to modify that this year, man. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do better.
0: Well, like what's good about going on the both of us going on teal hunts stich- this like within the next few days is that we can practice the filming before.
1: It. Yeah, we could try to set up.
0: And that way you can kinda understand and we can right. tweak that. Because even even if I don't get enough footage to make a video, you don't, we yeah, can still make yeah, some, a video. Put something on, together. Yeah.
1: I want to try to get something decent for you guys this year, especially you know, we're doing a five day uh five day Venice trip. So, I mean that, that should be some decent footage. Got, we, it's got to be.
0: We, we may be even looking into, like, I might what I might do is get five different SD cards with an SD card holder. That way, when you're down there, you can say, you we can write one, two, three, four, five on it. Yeah. And then just like a miscellaneous one in case you run out one day. I'll tell you what,
1: though. I'll be burning through batteries because I'm not doing that start oh. and stop recording. Oh, oh. Unless no, we no. shoot. Unless we shoot.
0: So, so... That, that's another thing that has changed. And I quit using the GoPro batteries. You can plug a GoPro in and let them run off of, of like a boat, like I do in your boat in the charger. Oh, yeah. USB, but I have yeah, the yeah. big big batteries. And what's funny with the big batteries, like you won't even lose one bar after all day.
1: <laughs> oh, perfect. That's, <laughs> so, the need, so like, that's the one I'm going to need, bro. That's the one I'm going to need. So,
0: like, I have, a sol- I have a solar panel in which – I don't know what the purpose of the solar panel on it is, except maybe to make you feel good because yeah. it doesn't charge that battery. Right, you still lose. <laughs> it. I think it just helps maintain it. The
1: new green deal, Frank's going with.
0: Yeah, you know, but
1: Frank was definitely not going with the new green deal. Shooting this morning,
0: <laughs> we put all kind of lead in the ground.
1: <laughs> I saw more. It was. It was steel. It was steel. Hmm? Oh, no, oh no, I'm talking about shooting Josh Pill. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, well, we, no, def- all we definitely your, did some all the
0: low brasses lead shot. It's not. It, I wasn't shooting because the 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 so, target
1: target shot.
0: Yeah, target shots lead. No, dude. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Oh 100%, wow! Because that's why you are something for every day. Thirty four or thirty five cents a round, where you get yeah. it's sixty cents <laughs> yeah. a round or whatever it is for steel shot. We're
1: definitely doing some uh, tree chopping this morning. I think I saw more leaves flying than <laughs> than clay is spread apart this morning. Look,
0: I was impressed though the range that them two and three quarters were getting because it was a good probably what sixty yards across that clear cut to a, that corner.
1: A few of them, yeah, a few of them went out that far <laughs> <You> until <watched? laughs> until Frank started throwing. Yeah, I never. I thought <sighs> I wish I videoed it and and, and uh, I wish I had a video to put online for you guys or you know on YouTube y'all. You know. Frank's – I don't know how to explain it. it. So it, it,
0: Imagine it, the worst person you have ever seen throw a – like, okay, you remember the Longest Yard, Brucey?
1: That's Frank throwing it's, skeet. Brucey's time to show. That's what it looked that's, like. That's Frank throwing <laughs> skeet, I swear to God.
0: <laughs> so, definitely going to have to get a, uh, luckily, a skeet thrower.
1: <laughs> luckily for us, we all suck at shooting, so we had enough skeet so Frank could practice. That way, he, if he goes with anybody else, he might not look as bad.
0: Which, like Josh said, the only other person I'll probably go shoot skeet with is Vinny.
1: Right, and he expects and it. And he expects it already. <laughs> he expects it. He expects it. But, um, yeah, be on the lookout in the next um, week or so for the teal videos. Hopefully, we got some good content. Hopefully, we have some birds moving in Um, on this new WMA. I'm excited about it. And I know Frank's excited.
0: I'm definitely excited because, so, they're going to be on a different WMA than I'll be hunting. Yeah. But, so that should be, at least
1: a different scenery. Yeah, Yeah. a little bit of a change Um, up. A little bit of a change up.
0: So, another thing that's happening in two, three weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Bow season opens in Louisiana and Mississippi. Um. I don't know how much bow hunting I'm going to do until late. Actually, I think this weekend uh, the velvet season in Mississippi opens, or maybe the like a 2 day, or the day that this comes out. Yeah, it might actually be open, but really, yeah, I'm I'm not doing a velvet season.
2: Like
1: too look, hot.
0: Look, look, I don't want to hunt October first because <laughs> I got to worry about mosquitoes and everything else. <clears throat> but I'm, like, I'm
1: I'm actually um. Uh... Well, I plan on I plan on hunting uh open a weekend at the new WMA uh, me and my brother's hunting on.
0: Yeah, that that should be good. Um but along with bow season. So let's say, Big Chris, you're sitting in the stand and you see a pie ball. So for people that don't know what the pie ball is, a pie ball is basically it almost looks like an albino, but it'll have patches of brown throughout it. Uh, it's a genetic mutation. They have some issues with them. But anyway, so... It's just a s- pigment change. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. If if you see a pie ball, are you shooting it?
1: Immediately. <laughs> Immediately. Dude, I'm dropping that thing. I don't even care. That's, that, you, you hear... And I'm not talking about... I'm talking about just in the hunt community, period. You know, you got guys questioning... Oh, would you shoot it or let it walk? Shoot it or let it walk? Because I mean, something that unique—I mean, it's sounds weird, but it, it is beautiful in itself. But uh, no, that's all day. Yeah. That's that's all day. Um, and um, what about you?
0: Oh, I, I'm the same way. If if it walks out, you know, because I had a—I actually know somebody that had a pie ball on their property. I'm, were, I'm
1: gonna be lucky to see deer this year, <laughs> much so, less Pablo. But, but bet your bottom dollar one walks out. Yeah, it's yeah. it's at least getting shot at. So, but <laughs> so he
0: had one on his property. He watched it from the time it was born to the time that it was, I think, two three years old. You know, yeah. um, and the season or bef- the, yeah, the season before that he was gonna shoot it because it was it was like a five point, and he said, all right, if it gets any bigger than that. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot it. Well, about three, about I don't know, halfway through the season, he quit saying it. And then uh, he found out somebody hit it in front of his property with a car.
1: Oh, bro.
0: So dude, I'd
1: have been like, I'd have been upset. Yeah, I'd have been upset. I'm taking look, man. I'm I'm gonna take the opportunity.
0: The whole body, it's a whole body mount. I don't care what it costs. My
1: wife's gonna hate it, but. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I, if I shoot a pie ball, the entire thing's it's gonna be a full even body Even if mount. it's
0: a doe, even if it's a
1: doe. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, no doe, <laughs> buck, Just, eight, three point.
0: Because it's a once in a lifetime twelve deer. point. It's I don't care. Yeah, even,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, and then how many people see those?
0: And then it's not like so. It's not like another white tail deer, right? So. You you can have a hundred pie balls and none of them look the same and none of them will ever look the same because it's a genetic mutation. Right. Um, well, you
1: never have a hundred of them. Well, yeah. states we're hunting, but yeah, you but
0: know, we might. I mean, I don't know. I don't maybe, but. So Either way,
1: the- that thing is going in my window like the lamp on Christmas Story. <laughs> I'm, pro- I'm telling you right now. That right? thing is going to be loud and proud in front gonna, of the window. We're
0: going to put it in a box and just put Frigile, so people think it's Italian. Frigile. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sleep deprivation. <laughs>
0: so, another thing that goes with bow season.
1: Oh, you know what we forgot to tell them? Well, what else happened this morning, Frank? Other than the fact we can't shoot ski,
0: my shoulders bruised. I don't know. Your shoulders bruised? What I'm saying, Frank. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I don't know. If it's I mean, he did shoot a hundred rounds. Yeah, I don't know if it's bruised or just <laughs> sore. But what was the funniest thing though was when we were shooting ski. Like, we're shooting at first, and I'm like, you know, my other arm hurts. I don't know what I do. What I'm doing.
1: It's that pump action, man. <laughs> that pump action. Man,
0: that that 870 is. It's a brute.
1: I love it, man. I love it.
0: So I've used it as a paddle, as a push pole.
1: Anybody from the (laughs) South that's ever owned an 870 uh, has multiple stores other than just shooting with it. I promise you. I, I promise
0: you. We were actually talking. So at one point in my life, for about three or four duck seasons, I had a buddy of mine that we were big into wood duck hunting. And wood duck hunting... At the time, was two birds. So you do all of this.
1: still you, is, I believe.
0: It's three, I think, now. Uh, be,
1: I'm going to look it up, but yeah.
0: Yeah, but look, anything we say on here, take it with a grain of salt and look up your own law. No, not
1: this one. I'm about to look it up right now. So
0: Chris is going to look it up. But anyway, so we were huge into wood duck hunting. And what we used to hunt was a ring levee. So it was in a cypress swamp. And what a ring levee was is when they were drilling for oil, raping Louisiana of its resources they would dig a canal to make a roadway in and then once they got to wherever the oil was they would li- literally dig a canal all the way around it to build it's three
1: yeah it's three so
0: it's three now um three wood ducks and i know we're all over the place here yeah but so they would then they would so they would dig this canal all the way around to fill in this this had to build the oil well on. Well, when they were done with it, they just took their oil well out and left the how it was. So you have like a sixty-foot canal that you're hunting wood ducks in, and but they're coming in because you got oak trees mixed with yeah. cypress, and they. So we're sitting there one morning, and I shoot two, I shoot one of the birds, and I go to pump, and nothing's happening. And look. This is like right after I got out of college, I was poor. Poorer than I am now.
1: We're all still poor, Frank.
0: Yeah, but no, like, like to where it was like, man, this shotgun shell has rust on it. It looks like it'll still be good to shoot through this gun. <laughs> Which probably wasn't the safest idea. And if you hear the click, 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 click that's uh, Wesson trying to be a part of this. I mean, he
1: is... Well, could have been a duck dog.
0: <laughs> so so anyway, so I shot a and I, I saw I shot a bird, it's laying in the water, and I go to pump and nothing.
1: Was that the uh
0: That's the casing that it like Yeah like the brass? The brass like the Expanded. brass cracked and wouldn't allow it to eject out of the gun. So I'm sitting there in the swamp on a cypress log beating the butt of my gun to try to get it thing holding the forearm of the 870 just to get the shell to eject. Yeah. Finally get the shell to eject. More birds start coming in. Rack another one in and shoot my second bird. I <laughs> mean. <laughs> Dude, I
1: went uh, I went hip deep on a on one time. I, I was dragging a P-roll. It was actually the first hunt I ever made out of uh, Point hash. This was some years ago. And uh I don't know, I mean if y'all if y'all watch the YouTube channel, I'm not a small fella. So one hand was the eight seventy, the other hand was the P Rog trying to pull myself out of this, I mean, just black hole. You know what I'm saying? The boo <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You know what I'm saying? And uh, I mean, it operates flawlessly. And, I mean, I think my dad paid like three hundred bucks for
0: that gun. Yeah, they're it's, they're not expensive. Um and they haven't I think since it was like the '70s, '80s—they've never changed the design. No,
1: no, it's the same. Like, yeah. The only unfortunate thing is, uh, Remington went out of business, so there will be no more.
0: Really? I didn't Hell miss- yeah, oh, yeah, I, I missed that.
1: Yep, yep. <laughs>
0: so, but yeah, so and then I know right. Be- well, then right before they went out of business, they announced they were going to make a tactical 870, and the difference was going to be instead of a tube magazine, there was going to be a box-fed magazine. What? So, like, you know Mossberg has their tactical shotgun yeah, yeah. that has the box magazine? The 870 was doing the same thing so they could compete. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. it's probably one of the most iconic pump shotguns. Yeah,
1: the 870s. I mean, it's just a tool. It, it's a, Because
0: it's... you could get anything from traditional wood stock, blue. That's what
1: I have. That's
2: what I have. And,
0: like, mine's a polymer stock yeah. with, like, a synthetic powder coat on it. So... I mean, they've been around forever. the The barrels you could get, I think, were from eighteen inches to like twenty
1: eight. Yeah, that's what I got. 28. I got
0: a, the twenty eight. I think is the Wingmaster.
1: I, uh, or I don't I, know. I, I, don't I think know.
0: I know one of them was designed for hunting. But so my uncle actually has the same shotgun as me. It might be a super, uh, just a magnum, but he has the twenty six inch barrel, and you don't realize how much two inches makes a difference, like when it comes to swing. He can swing, like, twice as fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but long range. I wish
1: two inches made a difference.
0: <laughs> but long range, that, that the little. The 28, yeah. Yeah, the 28's the way to go. And, and a lot of times, hunting in the marsh. You need it. We have we have to take them. Yeah, you need it. Because they're not.
1: The ducks. They're, I mean, it's not even just the marsh. It's the marsh where we're at. You know what I'm saying? You, by the time they get. We're the end of the line, basically. So, by the time they make it down here. I mean, dude, they've been shot up. A thousand of miles.
0: Yeah, from Canada all the way. All down. the way down. So
1: all the way down. But uh, what uh, when I when I was, I was asking what else happened this morning,
0: I still don't remember what else. Happened. What
1: what didn't we find this morning, Frank? Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so where we went shoot ski, um, uh, there's a some clear cut that we deer hunt on, and I had put Chris's camera out. What, about a, three, four weeks ago?
1: Yeah, it's probably about three weeks ago. So,
0: he's like, oh, man, where, where's it at? So, we go walk over there. I was like, it was on that tree.
1: Somebody got me. And I was now, like... This is private property.
0: Yeah. And private
1: I like, property. And somebody... Now...
0: And then there was another tree <clears throat> next to it that I was like, well, maybe it's on that tree. And it yeah. had some vines growing on it. I went look there, and it wasn't there either, so...
1: Yeah, that's sad, man. I mean, especially, I don't know, with, with everything else going on, we, we need to at least be together in the hunt community. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's one of the things, like, which it wasn't an expensive camera, but.
1: No, no, it was a, um, you know, thirty-dollar Academy camera, but it's just a principle, I guess.
0: Yeah, it definitely is, but.
1: And that goes back to the, um, to you know, hunting your buddy's spot. Yeah, it's they, just kind of a respect yeah. you know
0: i mean we wouldn't have cared if somebody was cutting across the property you know Oh well it's a,
1: technically not our property but yeah no, but you know. because but don't would, don't steal you know don't take don't take something that doesn't belong to you
0: yeah we would definitely gonna be missing a camera now but so that that what that turns into now is that oh you want to steal our cameras Guess what? I'm going to buy the expensive one with GPS tracking, yep. and I want you to steal that one because you're going to jail. Man. Yeah. Because I, I it's, I
1: it's I want a $400 dollar camera. Yeah, I want I, those federal <laughs> charges for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, but, all right. So, also what goes on with bow season, the biggest debate in all the hunting community is broadhead selection. And I'm not talking about size or I'm not talking about, oh, size – I'm talking about the mechanical versus fixed blade. And I have a very different opinion on, I have different reasons and what I'm shooting is what I would really like to shoot. But let's go ahead with your, your opinion, Chris.
1: I'm gonna go fixed all day. Uh, and the reason behind that is, you know, I'm not saying there aren't mechanical blades that are reliable i'm not downing anybody for using mechanical blades i mean hunting is based on your opinions you know where do you hunt what do you use things of that sort uh i prefer fixed blade fixed three blade because um you're still getting that that wound channel that you're looking for and to me it minimizes the possibility of an issue um some mechanical blades whether they open or not still create a decent wound channel but uh some of them open some of them might not open for whatever reason um there's a lot of good companies some cheap companies but with a fixed blade it's open there's no there's no question that you know whatever it is you're going for it's going to get the job done now with i mean there's pros and cons with everything else but With your fixed blades, you do have a much larger uh, wound channel. And that, I mean, that helps the process, you know what I mean?
0: So, this is my crazy idea in my head, and I may be wrong, but it depends on what I'm shooting at. An animal such as an elk, a pig, anything that's tough hide.
1: What are you going with for the elk?
0: I'm shooting fixed blade
1: all day. Okay, whitetail. Mechanical. Why?
0: <laughs> because a white a tail is normally... The, it's easier to penetrate through a white tail right? than it is an elk or well, a pig. Well, the,
1: the, the, the whole thing with the mechanical blades is that when the tip of the blade hits, the blades that pop out, they use that, that pressure to open. So, I mean, yeah. if you're hunting elk with a tougher hide or hog with a hog... T- so, for me, for instance, if I'm hunting pigs... I'm going to use mechanical, because that tough hide it's for sure going to open those blades up, and with a pig you want those those big wound champs. Now white tail, I'm fixed fixed all day.
0: Yeah, see, and I'm the opposite way because I just think you have more penetration power with a fixed blade than a.
1: I mean, there is drag. You know, when it pulls those blades back, there is that that little bit of pressure uh, forcing back, but. I mean, you got to think, man. At three hundred plus feet per second, it's gonna go in. It's it's gonna, you know, it's all about shot placement. But uh yeah,
0: I, I mean, if you if you hit a deer high shoulder, regardless, well, <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah, but, and it depends on how they're facing, and you know, that, right. That's one thing that a lot of people look at and be like, oh, well, I'm gonna shoot it on this part of, you know, let's say it's a one of them a. And number graphs, so Yeah. It's like, I'm going to shoot at the F1, let's say. Right. Well, yeah, that works if you're dead flat even with the deer. If you're elevated, it doesn't work. Cause right. Because an arrow has a travel pattern.
1: Or if it's quartered away, quarter to. Yeah, if quartered, it's quartered
0: away, quartered away. you got to change where you put that shot. That
1: and, I mean, like we talked about in the last podcast, I fired off two arrows and missed. And them things hit clean ground. And... My blades didn't flex, they didn't dull, nothing. So, I mean, I feel like if it were to hit a shoulder or hit a rib or something of that sort, it's gonna get the job done. I know some of your mechanical blades; they're gonna they're gonna break off uh, yeah. if it's, you know. I mean, to me, I like I said, I don't use mechanical. I'm not downing mechanical. Hunt what you like to hunt. That's my main motto. Yeah. It. Um.
0: Now I would say. I want to go to the store and buy the cheapest mechanical broadhead you could find.
1: And torture test that thing. Yeah. Because, yeah. like... I'm with you.
0: Like, with my cross... Which, this will be another topic. We'll get on cross for, crossbow versus...
1: Compound. Compound or yeah.
0: traditional. But...
1: Well, um, that's that's a whole other we'll, conversation. We'll, cause well, yeah. Traditional... We'll, we'll talk about Traditional right. is neither compound or crossbow, yeah. I promise you.
0: But, so... With my crossbow, I shoot some Grim Reaper heads. What's really cool about the Grim Reaper? That's you know, the
1: one with the like the three inch cut. Yeah. Jeez.
0: <laughs> so. What are
1: you shooting elephants?
0: <laughs> my, my dad actually shot a fourteen point Missouri with it, and uh, he he said like he said definitely whenever you buy he told me he's like when you buy the heads he said immediately buy all the replacement parts.
1: Oh, there you go. He says, because you, you
0: will damage them. He says, but well, what's cool about them, and the little bit of research I've done, is that most of them, when they open, they're open. They don't close back. Yeah. The Grim Reapers, when the inertia stops, they close back.
1: Well, so, are they spring-loaded?
0: I think so, yeah. Uh, I, I, Like I said, this was a few years
1: ago. So I guess the right theory now, behind that is, the is when they close back inside the cap, they, they're cutting yeah. again, yeah.
0: So, like... I mean... Dude, if, it's, if it's up against the heart yeah. and it closes, now you have a three-inch right gash. That's probably another.
1: Even if it clips the heart, yeah, you
0: even because at that point it's going to bleed out.
1: But like I said, you know, depending on what you guys shoot, that's completely up to you. There's, I feel like there's pros and cons to both. Um, but at the end of the day, with anything else, get out there and practice, and it's it's all about shot placement. I mean. You know, there's guys that shoot competition. There's guys that, I mean, they're out there every day shooting. and uh, But mistakes happen. You don't want them to. That's why you practice. Um, but it's all about shot placement.
0: And, and you know, they, they talk about with, like, for example, they normally say like a 125-grain broadhead is what you want to shoot when you're hunting.
1: I shoot a I shoot 100-grain.
0: Well— the thing is, I was talking to a guy that's a competitive bow shooter.
1: Yeah,
0: and he shoots hundred grain all the time for his. Actually, actually, I think he shoots eighty five.
1: Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the comp Because it's the go speed. Like, yeah, they want the speed. So.
0: So, but what he was saying is, he shoots eighty five on his bow all day long, and even like when he hunts. And we were ta- and I was asking. I said, well, why? And he's like, Why would I change the settings on my bow, to hunt? you know he's like i'm used to it i know i can hit the target yeah and it's about my shot placement it's not it is
1: it is but i I mean getting into bow hunting you know it was one of those hey i want to i like archery i want to buy a bow um and in doing that you're like oh i'm gonna buy a bow i'm gonna put some arrows in there get some some kind of broad. it wasn't when i bought a bow it wasn't I have everything planned out, and this is why. It was like, yeah. okay, I have practice tips. They weigh 100 grains. I need 100-grain broadheads of some sort to get the job done. But yeah, after getting into the bow hunting, I'm so the heavier weight you have on the front, that adds to your foot pounds, and that is important in certain instances.
0: Well, All right, so the noise you're hearing right now, I don't know if y'all can hear it, it sounds like, Somebody's drilling into the side of the house. It's because they actually are drilling into the side of his house right now.
1: So we've been waiting for gutters. I'm sorry, guys. We've been waiting for gutters for like eight months. And they pulled up about 20 minutes before Frank did. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is what you get. We got stolen cameras, can't shoot pigeons, and uh, drills. That's what we're doing.
0: (laughs) But So we're – I forgot where I was going with that.
1: We're we're doing um we're doing grains on broadheads and, uh, and foot yeah. pounds. Oh so, so along with the speed though and proper placement of the bow, your your foot pounds and you know that's that's important as well because that adds to the the penetration.
0: So I may say this wrong, but I know what I'm thinking and it's
1: it's so, it's possibly wrong. <laughs> what you got?
0: So mass equal
1: Frank stop. It, okay. We've been up for twenty-four hours.
0: <laughs> let's keep it All simple. Right. So, let's, keep, let's keep it easy. So I remember this from basic physics.
2: Oh God!
0: <laughs> when 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 you have something accelerating, the more it weigh, the amount of energy, energy transfer, it yes. transfers more energy.
1: It's the foot pounds of torque. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: if it's move, if it's a hundred grain broadhead moving at eighty feet per second, it's going to give X amount of. Um, Energy transfer. Right. If it's a 125 grain shooting at 75 feet per second, it's going to give this much, you know. And you can do the math. I'm not going to do it because 24 hours. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: well, I mean, you, your your bottom of the line bow shoots 300 feet per second. So yeah. if you're shooting 100 grains at 300 or 125 at 300. I feel like I can get better penetration at the 125. I just, like I said, I went with the 100 grand because that was the practice tips I bought. And, you know. It's
0: easier to tune your bow with the same amount of weight.
1: What? Oh, yeah. You never, you never shoot heavier or lighter broadheads than your practice tips, ever.
0: So, this was another conversation we can get into is crossbow. I'm just going to say crossbow versus bow. So I want nah,
1: you-, you can't, you can't do that, well, man.
0: Okay, let's say crossbow versus compound.
1: But, uh, yeah, that's a conversation we can have because you can't, and it's oh god, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm aggravated about it because it's, it's nothing to be aggravated about. It's hunting. It's, it's you're doing it because you love it. Um, so my brother, he's ten years older than me, and he started hunting. Jesus Christ, he's 45. He started hunting when he was 18 with an old. I mean, a stone age. PSE. This thing sounds like a ray gun when it shoots off. I mean, it's just loud, bro. It sounds like a collision. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Chicago. And I'm like, dude, what do you... And he was like legit hunting with this thing. Now, I by no means have uh, you know, Matthew's Solo Cam ZX 3000. I bought a 2014 Bear Domain from a buddy of mine. And it's it's done... It's It's doing fine. But his bow is like... Jesus. I feel like it's the first model PSU came out with. But in order to talk about this versus that, you can't even compare crossbows or compound bows to recurve or longbows. So we'll stick with the cross versus compound. Um, and like I said, guys, hunt what you like. I enjoy shooting my compound bow. I mean, I just do. I enjoy hunting with my compound bow. Um, my brother went and bought his crossbow, and I made fun of him for it. I did. You know, I'm like, ah, yeah, you're getting old. That shoulder ain't working like it used to kind of stuff. But when you're hunting WMAs, um it's hard, dude. It's, it's, it's a lot of work to hunt. So you're trying to minimize, you know, problems. And there's a lot more steps in compound hunting than there are crossbow hunting. But to me... It's not more authentic, but it's more authentic than crossbows. Because if you want to talk about authentic, you're going to go longbow, recurve. Yeah.
0: So, my thing is, I have both. I have a compound bow and a crossbow. What I like about a crossbow is if my daughter wakes up tomorrow morning and says, Daddy, I want to go bow hunting. Oh, 100%. I can, yeah, you know, right. she don't even have to. I don't even have to let her shoot it before as long as she understands the mechanics of it. Right. That she can shoot it and it I mean you wanted to practice Well, but yeah, yeah. yeah, but it would be it's one It's the, of the point of
1: that system. she can do it. Yes. Right.
0: And and I believe for somebody that's let's say newer in the hunting and they might not be too sure about guns, a crossbow is really the way to go cuz it does – So the Quality Deer Management Association actually does a thing where they get people into hunting that's never hunted before. And they do crossbow hunting. And well, now, it's, it's
1: I mean, for that case, it's all about simplicity. Yeah. You know, it's... It,
0: and that's what it is. It's And for somebody that doesn't have the time to go out, you know, because bow hunting takes a lot of practice.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, I'll shoot my back. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's <laughs> what I'm
0: saying. You have to go out at least once a week. Right. To maintain that. As opposed to, like, with well, my crossbow, I can pick it up right now go shoot three or four arrows out of it. It's good. It'd be like, all right, I'm going bow <laughs> Yeah, look,
1: like it's, it's the same thing as the broadheads. It's, it's um well, not really. There's really no, I guess there's pros and cons. Like I said, there's more there's more that goes into uh compound hunting as far as, like, you know, finding your range, drawing back, things of that sort of well, thing. Well, you have still have, to, have to do
0: that with a crossbow because, like, my pins are set at 20, or I have a, all the BDC, but I guess it would technically be a bolt drop compensator at that yeah. point. And like mine are set probably need I need this is why I need to go shoot my crossbow.
2: Uh-huh. But
0: mine are set at like as it's zeroed at twenty and it goes up to like sixty.
2: Right.
0: Which this is what I'm gonna say, the main thing why crossbow hunters get a bad rap, and this is just my feeling on it, is because what'll happen is that Let's say they go out and they take because you can. I can shoot a hundred yards. I've shot eighty yards with my crossbow
1: before. I mean, have you seen Cameron Haynes? Yeah. This and, man's shooting. I mean, he's shooting three D targets. I don't yeah. think he's hunting at that range, but he's shooting hundred eight yards kill shot uh, on these three D targets with a, with a compound bow. Yeah. So but, it's it's but you still have to practice, man. And, you still got to practice.
0: But like, so at, there's a there's a can you do it and is it ethical? basically
1: is how you have to look at it. Oh god. I and I want forty yards. Yeah. Forty I, yards.
0: That's what so I would be comfortable with a forty yard shot with my crossbow and my compound. Yeah. So I would never take a shot that I with my crossbow that I wouldn't take with my compound bow is how right. I look at it. And but the a, reason is is yes, I do have like mine's moving at I think it's three hundred ten feet per second.
1: With, it's gotta be more than that, man. I'm shooting three twenty
0: it might be 410. 410. Probably
1: four ten. I'm shooting three twenty out of my yeah. compound. So
0: it's probably it's four ten with a I think it's like a four hundred twenty five grain bolt. Right.
1: Yeah, you that's foot. another thing you well that adds to your foot pounds right yeah. there.
0: But the way I look at it is I'm not gonna try to reach out further with it because can I do it? Yes. Is it ethical? Probably not, and that's why you see a lot of deer that are wounded with them is because you got guys that are like, I got a raven. I can shoot a pie-sized group at 100 yards. Yeah, yeah, but that's I mean, into a soft target. I mean, soft, air quotes. Right. But getting back to the compound versus crossbow, I think you could take somebody that's new to it, and this is how I look at it. There's an evolution to um, Some people do start out as bow hunters. Most people start out as a rifle hunter. Rifle, yeah. And then will evolve into bow hunting. Um, for me, it's about extending my season to be in the woods.
1: And that's, I'll be honest, when I bought my bow, it wasn't about extending my, uh, extending the season. I mean, not, not to say that that didn't play into that, but um, I bought a bow just because I, I like archery. I think it's, uh, you know, a lot goes into it. And, I mean, I'll be honest. uh, We talked about it in the last podcast with the doe that I missed and this and that. Um, I get excited, man. I get excited about a challenge. And, I mean, hunting in itself is a challenge. But, I don't know. I just feel like, and nothing against rifle hunting. I I have, my, my son shoots rifles. I shoot rifles. Nothing against that, but... To squeeze a trigger at 200 yards. I mean, that's you, I feel like it's the chase, it's the chase of the game. Yeah, you got to bring them in up to you know 40, 50, whatever you're comfortable with.
0: Yeah, and or even find out like, so I was talking to uh, one of my uncles that Bo he's a he's a hunter. This dude, like, every weekend he's either duck hunting or deer hunting, depending on. <laughs> He's either duck hunting or deer hunting, depending on what's going on, you know.
1: Like and his wife lets him. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he, he's a he is
0: hardcore. And we were talking. I was talking about saddle hunting.
1: What and is uh? What does he shoot? Is he bow hunts.
0: Oh, he bow hunts. He's
1: what is what is his idea? Compound crossbow.
0: He uses a compound. Con- like,
1: and see, yeah. I mean, look, but, you could be a hardcore hunter with a with a crossbow, yeah. but compound man, that's the way to go. But I, I think
0: like. it's just one of the things because, so he's a hardcore hunter. And I think he just doesn't want to spend the money on a crossbow.
1: Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> <clears throat> let me ask you this. In your opinion, not that it's authentic at all, because if we're going to talk about that, we're going to talk about Fred Bay and the recurves. But in your opinion, what is out of the two, what is more authentic?
0: Oh, definitely uh, compound.
1: Compound. And yeah. a lot of guys will argue, well, compound is the same as as crossbow. And he's, okay, why is that? Well, if you set your pin to twenty, thirty, forty, I got mine twenty through sixty, you have your crosshairs twenty through sixty. Yeah. If you set your pin, it's done. Yeah, you say that until you draw back and you're not positioned right. Yeah. And you kick a blade of razor grass and now these does are looking at you.
0: Or or Whereas with I feel know, like with a
1: crossbow, once the hairs is on, it's it's on.
0: Or like with us hunting hunting big pine, right, in Mississippi. It's one of them things that you you wait to draw back until the deer's head's behind something, and right. then you wait for him to take a step.
1: Where's your crossbow? It's drawing.
0: Yeah, it's drawing. Bolts in. Yeah, it, it's, it's getting set out and waiting.
1: It's a little ready to go.
0: Um, now I won't knock anybody for using either one of them because I No, use we're not
1: doing that. We're not doing <laughs> that. Doing, yeah, this is not. We're not knocking anybody for, like like Frank said, he's got a compound and a crossbow. And, I, I eventually will have the same. You know, when when my son start, uh, now, my oldest son has been asking me for about three years for a a compound bow because he sees me shooting. And I want to get him one, and my wife's like, I don't know, how often is he going to shoot it? Well, how often do you shoot anything, huh? Yeah. Every hunting
0: season.
2: You You know, know.
0: and it's it's one of them things that, like, my sister was a competitive 4-H bow shooter. Dude, it's fun. I love it. The biggest thing, and now, it was just the round targets you're shooting at, you know, 25 yards, Yeah, but yards, still, though, I mean,
1: I guess it's not fair, but I love yeah. archery for it. Is. But
0: one of the big things I remember them talking about and my dad was, like, where they get you is they won't necessarily do, like, they'll be, like, a 50-meter target. And then they have, like, a, what they call a freestyle. Yeah. And what it'll be is, like, it's 37 meters. So you have to know your pen's good enough yep. to how to split pin and hit that. So like, I actually um, I follow I think I think it was Hannah Barron uh, on Instagram. She had a thing where she was shooting I think eighty or ninety yards with a compound. Uh, with a compound. Jeez. But she was talking about. Dude, how. Dude, she's
1: a monster, bro. She's yeah. she's like a true <laughs> true grit as yeah. it come.
0: But she was talking about how she knows the different parts of her sight. So, like her pins run like one through fifty yards right. or one through sixty yards, and um, then the top of her bubble is a different yardage. The bottom of the bubble is a different yardage. A lot of guys so do that, especially
1: like... if it's a, if it's a like a five pin fixed sight.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not that roller sight because those roller sights go from uh, ten to like a hundred yards yeah. on a compound. I've or, got a fixed uh. Or that five. Garmin
0: Zero that you <laughs> – Oh, God. <laughs> Have you seen That's,
1: it? I, we're going to get into that next because I, I kind of feel like we're, 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 we're starting to get into the uh, not fair chase law there, but we're, we're going to get into that next. But um, I've got the fixed uh, five pin, and uh, so anybody that, that bow hunts, whether it's crossbow compound, you know arrows are not cheap. Now, you can buy cheap arrows, and I have a few of them. I call those my experimental arrows. So, on days I'm feeling froggy and I happen to go down to whatever canal I can, I'll stretch out to 80. I don't have an ADR pin, but I'll go off the bottom of my sight housing, you know, and just kind of mess around.
0: What's kind of funny you say that is when I bought my bow, I looked at the reviews. I bought a PSE Stinger. It was decently reviewed for cheap. You know? No, the
1: PSC Stinger, um, uh buddy of mine, he, he bought one. It's and it's not a bad bow. No,
0: it's, it's a good little bow. Um, I think I got three three fixed pin that came on it, and that's, that's what I shoot because I'm shooting 20, 30, 20, 30 and 40, 40, and that's what I'm comfortable with.
1: That's, I mean, look. I and don't,
0: it's funny because they talk about tuning arrows and all, and I really don't. Look, guys, I'm letting you know. I have no idea. I don't understand that. I know I can... Like, so they,
1: what do you, what do you not understand?
0: Like, like they'll take an arrow. Are
1: you talking paper tuning?
0: I guess. I don't know. I I don't, I've never tuned an arrow. Like my dad, so.
1: Tuning a bow or tuning an arrow?
0: Tuning an arrow. Okay. I I have no idea how that works. So (laughs) y'all don't hold that against me. I know I have one arrow that's marked because I know it flies to the left. (laughs) Well, that's, that's,
1: that's your fletching.
0: Yeah. That's your fletching. Um, but it's, it's kind of comical because I bought some, I think it was Bloodsport arrows, right? And they were cheap. They were decent arrows, but they were cheap. And when I say cheap, they were like... When you bought them. Yeah. Now look at Bloodsport. Yeah. So, yeah, when I bought... Now, they aren't the Witness ones. The Witness ones are the one. So, Bloodsport has... I don't know the name of the ones I have, but they have just a straight shaft on them that don't have, like, it has markings and all... But the witness ones have a little white piece. And they were like $30 a dozen more yeah. than, than the basic ones.
1: Yeah, I think I paid 60 bucks for like half a
0: dozen. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So when I bought them, it was $30 like, for a dozen Bloodsport average. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Score. look at them now. Look the, at them now. The, and, really. you know, the str- and it was like the straightness of them was like <clears throat> .006 or .003. And I was like, look, I'm not a professional shooter. Will it help me? Probably. Am I gonna? <laughs> am I gonna buy the cheaper arrows because they, the straightness is. Oh.
1: That's my eight-year-old attack dog. Come here, boy. But uh. So yeah. So. When, you know, I mean, after this morning, Frank. Clearly, we can tell you, you do need all the help you can get. Oh, I did. I can't talk a lot. I was, <laughs> I was messing too. I don't
0: know. The couple of couple of of them I spoke to with your god like there was no tomorrow. You like you like that one <laughs> oh, You yeah. like dude
1: yeah I'm uh well that's that's kind of off key but yeah it's nice Yeah it's definitely nice. um but now what's your let me ask you this How often do you bow hunt well like compound bow hunt or bow hunt in general
0: I think I've bow hunted 3 times in the last 4 seasons Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I don't – I can't really man. answer that
1: question. Well, I'm asking it anyways. And, I mean, you know, you guys get on the page and, and let us know where you all at. with, with Bo, I, I love bow hunting, bro. I really do. Uh, to the point where now you want to talk about traditional, you know, what's more authentic, what's more traditional. Um, I've actually wanted to get into Recurve no site. Because, you know, uh, in the Recurve competitions, they, they have little peep sites, some of them. Now some yeah. of them is bare bow. I've actually wanted to get into bare bow, um, just just target shooting for the fun of it because I enjoy it. Um, and and maybe eventually making a hunt with it. Is that something you would do?
0: I definitely. I don't know if I'd make a hunt with it, but I would definitely. But just
1: backyard having fun. Oh yeah, I would definitely. Yeah, I'm not saying I would hunt with it. Like I said, you're trying to uh, especially where we hunt, you're trying to eliminate uh, just anything that could go wrong, but. I don't know, man. It's something about that, you know, just getting back to the grit, you know, of of traditional bow hunting. Yeah. I think that's cool. it's very interesting to me.
0: You, you know, another thing that I would which I'm saying this and I'll never probably do it, <laughs> but I would like to nap my own arrowheads. Like You like the what? Nap so nap, which is breaking the stone and like making a traditional arrow. Oh no, Yeah, so
1: yeah, I'm not that traditional,
2: bro. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I like. I'm not I would talking, like to, I think no, I'd like man. to do
0: it. It'd just be like this is an arrow
2: I mean. Yeah, yeah, right. Hanging up on the wall because <laughs> yeah. you're never gonna use it. Yeah, yeah. never
1: shoot it. But no, no, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm i wanna, I want to. I want to hunt. I mean, whether I do it or not, it's uh remaining to be seen on on B side. But uh, I want to do a traditional traditional bow hunt.
0: Yeah. So. Let's let's kind of transition into what else is going to be happening this fall. Cause, um, which pretty much will be the fall fishing. And-
1: I do have, yeah, be, well, end of October. I mean, we're still in September. But uh, we got some fishing coming up, guys. Um, I've got some family coming down, which if you want, I'll definitely get that the footage of that going. Yeah. I've, I've got some family coming down from Idaho. And uh, one thing they look for, well, one of the things they look forward to down here is the fishing. Um, you know, whether they change the limits and, and this, that and other aside from the point, we still have a great estuary and uh it's just a totally different style of fishing than what they have. So we're gonna have some new content. It's just gonna it's we should be looking for a blast here, guys, uh, from October till at least February. we've got uh teal season just open we got bow season opening up rifle season gonna be opening up i've got some family coming down we're gonna do a lot of fishing with them um what else oh big duck big duck opens november so so pretty
0: pretty much from now until that mid or actually from february
1: 15th down here now i don't know about the wma we we hunt now um but yeah, pretty much till now till February. Well be on the lookout for some good content. Yeah,
0: and I mean even still from now until the end of Mar- well, the end of April, because by the time
2: That's right, you guys tra- will be uh trapping, tra-
0: trapping well yeah. I'm gonna trap in Mississippi this year and for predator management. And so basic and then what's funny is the day that trapping season ends in Mississippi, turkey season starts. So They're roll right in the turkey yeah. season. Yeah,
1: and maybe this year you'll actually get to see us trap some, some hogs. I don't know yet. Yeah, I,
0: I don't yeah. Know yet. Well, um, which hogs is something I can trap all year round. I can cable restrain them all year round. Yeah, um,
1: you can night hunt them suckers yeah. all year except for during hunting season.
0: Well, I think you have to take them by legal means and necessary during the big game season. Well, So, like, you at can't. Night. You can't hunt them at night. That's yeah. all I'm You, can, you yeah. also can't uh, rifle hunt them during bow season. But which, the, what's weird though, is Mississippi actually has it to where you can hunt them 24/7, 365 days a year, however you want. Really? Yeah. I'm like, how do you? I police, believe. How I, do you police that? Because that's that's the thing. So if a game warden's is walking through the woods, and how do you police gun,
1: it? Look at look at Mississippi's tag system. They don't have one. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. How do you police that? Mississippi's like, hey guys, um, It's an otter system. Yeah, we expect you to it's like that old mom and pop launch. You know? Yeah. Hey, we expect you to pay five dollars.
0: But nobody's gonna come check.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. We expect it, but nobody's coming to look which I mean, look. When I started hunting late late in life and I wish I'd have started younger, um probably would've kept my nose out of a lot of trouble. But uh it's to me, I'm square, man. Oh, yeah. I'm, it, I'm square when it comes, because it's not like, oh, I'm not going to get caught. It's, I don't want to get caught. I want to do the right thing. And it's not just because I want my kids growing up hunting and fishing doing the right thing. I don't want to lose my privileges, man. I'll be honest. If I can't hunt and fish, I don't know what my wife's going to
2: do with me. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, and that's like, you know, the, the laws and the rules and the regulations are there on for a reason. You know, whether it's a good reason or a bad reason. It, it's still a reason. But, like... Well, no,
1: it's... To me, it's it's all about preserving. Yeah. It's all about preservation, man. Well, that's, that's what
0: I'm saying. There, you, there's a reason for it.
1: You want the, to follow those laws. Now, look, you got them guys, don't care.
2: Yeah.
1: Bullion, this and that and the other. But, for me, I'm square because I want my kids to hunt. I want their kids to hunt. I want those memories. So, I'm, I'm going to keep
0: it square. And, and, you know, you talk about bullion and that was a huge part of our history in Louisiana, and that's a safety thing. Bullion is all about safety, because you don't know what you're, what's beyond that target.
1: Exactly. Well,
0: not. Let me
1: answer this though. Talking about bullion, I'm I'm not sure of this at all. Can you bullion rabbit?
0: I don't believe so.
1: <laughs> Even on private property?
0: I don't think so. <laughs> I, I believe I believe all. It's considered night hunting regardless of where. Huh. <laughs> yeah. But but so what I'm saying though is growing up I've I, never done it, but you know growing I thought, I thought up I may or may have not known people that would go out <clears throat> and use the one eyed dog yeah. as they say to partake in some game. <laughs> Look, now, guys, now we, was, we all have
1: we all have we all have drunk uncles and dads and all this <laughs> other crap that now, definitely did don't do it how we do it these days. It, now, but keep it square, guys. What, the square.
0: What they would now they did have respect for the wildlife too. They would take three, four rabbits enough to make whatever they wanted, and that was it.
1: A big old stew. Yeah,
2: yeah
0: they weren't they wouldn't take more than that. Um, and I mean. We, we hunted rabbits. and Where where I grew up, I was fortunate enough to have a pasture that had cows in it. Well, had a couple of cows. Uh, but we had rabbits, squirrels, you know. And then as time... And doves. Oh, my God. That's one thing. I, dove season's open right now, too. And dove do. is
1: open. Hey, okay, guys. If you <laughs> dove hunt in Louisiana, like south Louisiana, please, please comment on the page. And... I know you're not spy dropping. Give us a head start. Like give us point us in the right direction somehow. I've been trying to dove hunt or find places to dove hunt. Um like with consistent dove. I mean everybody's like, oh yeah, dove hunt your WMAs. Like where? Yeah. I've yeah. been to several WMAs and I've not seen a there's dove, dove field. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like there's no dove field. I know
0: like Colfax and a couple of the WMAs up in North Louisiana actually have Lottery dove hunts up um, in North Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. It, it, what it's di- down here, it's but anyway, what I was saying though is we used to have a piece of property that the dove hunting was phenomenal. Now, as times have changed, more houses were built.
2: Oh yeah. People
0: got tired of hearing gunshots, which we're not doing anything wrong, you know. But last time I went squirrel hunting on this piece of property. I walk up and at the end I look down the train tracks because I don't want to get hit by a train and I have no faith in humanity. So I look both ways even when I cross a one-way street. <laughs> but um, I look down the tracks and there's a cop standing on a track giving me the motion to come over there. Yeah. So I walk down there and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, Not with, with,
1: a, "With a shotgun in your hand?" No,
0: oh, I got a sh- well, I got my shotgun slung over my shoulder. Yeah. Uh, um, and all camouflage. Bird watching. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm squirrel hunting, and he's like, "Well, do you know whose property you're on?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know whose property it is. It's on because it's been in my family for probably over 60 years." Yeah. <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> and he's like, "Well, you know, you had to trespass." And I was like, "Oh no, no, no! I did not trespass. Like, I crossed the train tracks on my piece of property."
1: To get to the other piece of my property, yeah, Yeah.
0: and you motioned for me to walk down the train tracks. (laughs) Entrapment, yeah, entrapment. There's no trespassing here, but and that's what it was. Is they heard gunshots in the neighborhood and was like, "Well, I don't want to hear gunshots. You know, somebody somebody's killing poor innocent animals." Well,
1: if y'all got a spot to kill doves, that people are not calling the police. Yeah. Please let us know.
0: I mean, even if they are calling the police and it's perfectly legal for me to be there, I'm, I'm not Still kidding. let us know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm fine with talking to police. Um, but, so, what was funny is, we're sitting there one time, uh, I went duck hunt with a couple of my buddies, and where they, the game warden pulls up the blind next to us, right? And he's, like, checking them. Freaking, uh, a pull dude comes and... Cups and he's coming down with the decoys. As soon as he lands, I shoot him. <clears throat> like, Dude, the game wardens right there. I was like, I'm not shooting at him. <laughs> 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 Nothing <laughs> says you got to stop honey, because he's walking.
1: What's up. that? Uh, what's that? Louisiana <laughs> is it Louisiana law with the game yeah. wardens? So I saw an episode of them. They had pulled over, you know, two or three guys in a boat, and um, he was just checking their guns, checking this, checking that. And some teal actually flew in. Speaking of teal season, some teal actually flew in. Your boy looks at him, Can I shoot that? Yeah, it's legal. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, and that, that's what that game would have pulled up. And he was like, Y'all got one? Like, yeah. The, um, the one thing, though, he, he did point out to us is that where we were hunting was a rather large lake. And we were, it was, so it's a grassy lake, and you're just in blinds in it. And he was like, You should always go get your birds after you shoot. Because technically, if you can't find a bird, they can get you for want and waste.
1: Yeah, want and waste. So, I didn't, actually, but, I didn't, I'll be I'll be honest. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Immediately after you shoot, you have to go retrieve?
0: No, it, you don't have to. But, like, let's say you shoot six birds and you can only find three of them. But the game warden goes out there and finds three birds floating. Right. He can get you
1: for want and waste. And he will. They. Yeah. They will.
0: And, I mean, it's stickless, There's man, for yeah. duck season down here. Well, what's really bad, like, in, Which certain, is, whatever. in certain places, especially with the alligator population through the roof, that if you don't go get your bird, you might not have a bird.
1: <laughs> Bruh, between that and the ravens, man. Yeah, or eagles. The, well, I haven't had an eagle issue. So I'm so going to tell you right now, I'm I don't gonna... shoot a lot of birds. Like, I don't, I'm don't, i not, like, out here slaughtering. You know, this isn't th- – I'm not with the Robertson family, but – uh when I shoot a bird, man, it's like it's like a gold nugget to me.
0: Which, if anybody has a hookup with the Robertson family, we'll gladly oh go hunt with them. I mean,
1: no <laughs> denial that I will, but uh, no. But um, so I had a I had a, a current took my duck around this point. I'm like, well, let's go get the let's go get the duck, you know, before it gets out of sight. Man, I we come around this corner, all I saw was feathers and blood. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! I shot one duck all day. And it's gone.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have to get you to, uh, I'm going to get Vinny when he's on the podcast to tell the eagle story. Oh, God. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. It's
1: not like you can fire warning shots (laughs) off at an eagle, bro. (laughs) (laughs)
0: They don't like that at all. They will
1: put you under the prison.
0: But you were talking about your family coming in from Idaho. Oh,
1: yeah. I'm excited, man. Monk Steve.
0: Uh has he actually fished redfish down
1: here before? Oh yeah, um, back back. Uh, my dad passed in 2017, and uh, before then, him and his high school buddies, they would come down once a year. That I mean, they'd come down every year. That was their that was their like, you know, big outdoorsy yeah. trip. And um, my grandparents lived down on the feet, and uh, the family would just kind of congregate down that way. Anyway, so they would always rent camps and Lafitte and charter and this and that. So they've been down here um, several times, and their big rush is the the bull reds. That's, you know, that's, I mean, taking fish home, they're they're really not, they'll do it, but they're not, that's not what they're here for. Yeah. They're here for that big, nasty bull red fight, which a lot of out of towners come here for. Um,
0: Which I've actually started going from. Necessarily targeting bull reds because I I don't want to bull reds. That's that's the baby makers, right? And but what I'll do is I'll go and use lighter tackle and target like 26 inch redfish or 20 like that like the bigger on the juvenile redfish size. Yeah, like,
1: I, I wish I could target any redfish these days, honestly. Which
0: look the video that may come out this week, it may be next week. I don't know. I'm busy, guys. I got a lot going on, but um, the the video you'll see me fighting a twenty six inch redfish in it on a Black Max reel or it might be my Dial with bass reel. Anyway, it's a it's a small like bass fishing reel, and I'm fighting a twenty six inch redfish. And when he decides to run, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: saw previews. I'll... <laughs> Dude, that's what you. That's what they're coming down here for. Yeah. That's what they're looking for is the um, is that run,
0: it's, it's, that it's real singer. It's the power. One one thing I want to do though is um, y'all seen me probably crabbing my Hobie. Y'all seen me? Actually, I think that's the only thing I've put a video out on because I can't catch. fish. Oh no, I did put a video. No, with you, me you you me got a of you fish. Yeah, yeah, I didn't catch any fish, but <laughs> um, they do a tournament every year called Ride the Bull. And it's a kayak fishing tournament. And I i don't know if I want to enter that, but I definitely want that rod. I want to hook on to, even if it's like a 26-inch redfish. Because we were in Vinny's flatboat with that 26-inch redfish, and it's pulling us around. The trolling motor was knocked out of gear. It's yeah. pulling us around.
1: <laughs> Dude, they're, they're powerful. Yeah, and that's just, thats what they come down to Louisiana for, man.
0: It, it, it's one of the things that a lot of people don't get, get that experience. No, they don't. No, they no. don't get to feel that, right? And um, it's
1: and that's what the. I mean, obviously they're coming down here because there's family, but yeah, that's what they're coming down here for is that that bull red experience. Yeah, and then you ever heard of a uh, charter a uh, dead red with uh captain? I think Buddy Love.
0: No, I or haven't. I think
1: it's his son's company. They they booked with dead reds. Dead reds. Yeah, I got a lot of great reviews from them. Um. One of the guys at work actually put us put us on and my uncle called him says he's a great guy um, uh, talked you know talked about him they talked for a while, went to the website, looked at all the reviews, everything panned out so they booked one day with them, and then the other days they want me and my brother to kind of you know take them out of yeah I mean, out.
0: you know we don't I don't do hardly any inshore charter fishing because I got you, my grandpa. Says I got you a boat. Yeah, Chris. Chris got a boat. So, so let me explain how this conversation went. My grandpa was—we were talking about me buying a boat within that next three to five years. Um,
1: you need to buy a boat like next year.
0: Well, yeah. As soon as I pay the four wheel off, because I broke. Remember? That?
1: <laughs> Dude, four what is eighty bucks a month?
0: No, it's more than that. We need a
1: mud boat, Frank.
0: Yeah, I know, but. Which, my, my daughter went out fishing, it, and that'll actually be the following week's video. And that'll be the
1: push to get the wife to let you get a mud boat Yeah.
0: She had a, but it was so funny, she had the biggest time fishing out there. Best time fishing. We caught two croakers back to back, and she's like, all right, Daddy, I'm ready to go. I'm like, That's it. we're catching fish. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
1: Why are we leaving now?
0: It's not like we're dead, you know. Right. But, it is what it is. She's young, and the boat we were in was literally a Light boat, like hell. You know, I
1: might have a mud boat of three to five, yeah. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: but we were talking. Uh, I was talking to my grandpa, and he's like, "What type of boat you getting?" I'm like, "Probably getting a mud boat." Like, I'm getting a mud boat. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, "Why?" I was like, "Because I can. Where I live, I can do so much more with a." You can. Yeah,
1: uh, it's it's versatile. I'm not gonna say I wish I had a mud boat over a bay boat because. You know me, bro. That speckle yeah. trout bite is, is where it's at. But you, it's almost like it, it's like a necessity down there. I, mean, I
0: mean, you got a speckle trout hole, though, that you could take a mud boat, too.
1: <laughs> well, I do now. I do now. That wasn't always there. Yeah. That wasn't always there. But, um, there, do there's just so much more you could do with a mud boat. Like, yeah, you can't get on the outside when the speckle trout move out, you know. But yeah. you can get up in those marshes for the Reds, um, duck hunting. Bow fishing, frogging, craw fishing—I mean crabbing. It's it's jug lining. It's just it's endless.
0: And and then it's one of them things that even though I know you have an aluminum bay boat, but throwing crab traps in a a mud boat is a little bit different than throwing crab traps in a
1: bay boat. Room wise, yeah. (laughs) But you know, actually, you say that my brother has a seventeen by sixty. Bruh, we crab out that thing all the time.
0: But it's a flat boat, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. In other words, if, like, when when we go run, um, you know, we, we do it in my grandpa's bay boat all the time because we have crab traps and they, you know, but... Well,
1: this was nets, It wasn't it, traps. Oh, so. no, I'm
0: talking about, like, crab traps. Oh, oh it, yeah. It's goddamn. definitely... If if I had a mud boat, I'd be more inclined to do more things with it than try to do the same things that I could do with a baby.
1: If if I wasn't broke, you know, <laughs> other than like getting a mud boat, you know, what boat I want, and it's just it's versatile. A
0: party barge.
1: No, hell no. What?
0: <laughs> no. Have, what, you, I, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the? Uh, we actually looked at them before my daughter went to private school because that ruined a lot of plans. But. <laughs> <laughs> Ida ruined a bunch of things, guys. Yeah, uh,
1: thanks, Ida.
0: <laughs> but we looked into them; they were—they call them a fun and a su- fun and fun and fish boat, or sun and fish boat. And that's
1: for your wife to get drunk on the bow of something.
0: Well, so what it is? It is
1: not for fishing.
0: You—you you ever seen the like, like the boat that? That's just them. There,
1: it's yeah, I know.
0: I thought it was somebody knocking it. first. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but so, have you ever seen like the? You know, like the big offshore boats will have, like, the table in the front? Yeah. With the seats wrapped around the front? It's no, I, yeah, I've, I've seen them. So it looks like that, but the seats fold down and it turns into a casting deck. So it's it's a hybrid, is the idea.
1: Negative. What I was going to say <laughs> is what my brother and I call a mullet smasher. It's a big, nasty, like, 20, 22 foot by, like, 8 foot wide, all well with, like, a 150 on it, open deck.
0: At, at that point, just get a Carolina skiff, like...
1: Yeah, but I want that big, <laughs> nasty, green monster coming down buy bayou. I mean,
0: you can paint it whatever color you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, think about it. You could run traps, nets, jugs. You could uh, throw a trawl off the back of that thing, and you're not worried about jacking it up. It's just a big, nasty... You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's a flatboat. That's, yeah. but uh, yeah, the mullet smasher. It, that's it's, that's it's a boat crazy. I would I would not be mad at.
0: You you say that, but like my um godfather and all, I think that dude, which he works a lot with his boats, but he's got like he built a Carolina skiff skimmer boat, and he's like, oh yeah, you can fish out of it and everything. He like he loves Carolina skiffs. Dude, you know how and, many friggin' you, you from down there? Yeah,
1: you know how many Lafetians have Carolina skiff? Trawl boats,
0: and what's really becoming more prevalent with with that now is the shrimping industry is in such peril. And I know this is way off course, but with the price of shrimp down, the price of fuel so high, the big steel hulls, and even the big fiberglass cabin boats yeah, they're not even running. They can't they can't make the money that they used to. And that's sad, honestly. That's, that's sad. And because it's not because what me and you are paying for shrimps down. No, I went to cap. I went to a local business. I don't. I don't like calling businesses out, but I went to a local business to buy bait shrimp the other day. Five twenty-five a pound. It's in Belchase on.
2: Uh,
1: Wait, for <laughs> for for market bait shrimp.
0: So this is what he tells me. We only have sixteen twenties.
1: Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude! You know what's crazy though? Anywhere you go, whether it's a restaurant, a bait shop, you know, whatever, that's all I can find these days. Like if I want to come fry or if I want to throw them at some redfish on the bottom or a catfish, whatever, dude, 1620s. Nobody has them 1621s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, yeah. no, that's, uh, the, uh, no, that's the, that's the, what? No. 2125. Uh, yeah, 2125.
0: Uh, but we were laughing, and my grandpa, me and my grandpa always joke, is that
1: 525 a pound for bait Yeah. You know what's
0: no, Me and my grandpa were joking is because we'll buy them, <sighs> and if we don't catch any fish. Fry them. Fry them up. Uh, like fry them it's up, it's, it's yeah. a perfect frying size. Trip. Which, actually, I did a video on that. And if y'all want to go, I went out to the camp, which that actually, we'll actually use this to segue into the next talking point. But I went out to the camp to target redfish and I bought dead shrimp and only caught about six hardheads. And Dude,
1: those <laughs> things are astronomical these days. I, I wish
0: redfish would repopulate like hardheads.
1: But... 100%, 100%. You remember back in the day though, was like um like oh you throw dead shrimp you know you're gonna catch a couple hard a couple yeah. hardheads but it would be like but you might fish, you might hook drum. a redfish drum sheephead yeah maybe some speckled trout now one thousand percent you're catching hardheads but not only that not only that you remember back in the day you're like oh I'm gonna throw plastics just so I don't catch catfish. You know those rat basses eating plastics now?
0: Yeah. I caught um over Labor Day weekend I caught probably a three pound hardhead. Well, our on last the pla- on the plastic and I'm like, what
1: this Why?" Is this supposed
0: to happen. Like
1: our last video. Our last yeah. the, the Baratera video. Yeah. Dude, we was catching like I mean, I'm not gonna say monster gaff top, I've caught bigger, but Which gaff top on yeah. plastics. Well and that's why? what's funny is why when they're evolving. When
0: my dad bought his boat. Probably fifteen years ago, ten to fifteen years ago, he he knew about spec fishing because he worked with a guy that used to guide. And he'd be like, "Oh, you got to go chase the birds dive, and you got to do this, you got to." Oh do that. God,
1: you well, know how many? Yeah, I know where he
2: going But
0: <laughs> well, in Bearcatary Bay, the last three times I chased birds, gaff top, gaff top. I mean, like, and not like, oh, that's a decent size of gaff. It's like. That is like a state record <laughs> So on
2: plastic.
1: I used to I used to stay with my grandparents back uh, the back of the feet back by Seaway, the, the old the old Seaway, it's not around anymore. But um, my papa and I would fish Monday through Friday. He was retired. He would not fish the weekends. He just wouldn't. So he ran me down to um, Manila Village. And dude, when I tell you, even as a kid, you know, like everything's big when you're a kid. This thing wouldn't fit in the icebox, gaff top. I mean, it had a front end. He had a, a head like a front end of a Cadillac. I mean, just a monster gaff top. We we're, I think we we're close to the Grand Isle though, yeah. on the other side of Manila, but in that area. Yeah. I mean, and, just just ginormous. It, on old Zepco thirty
2: three.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Last time I brought a Zepco thirty three, I got made fun dude. of.
1: <laughs> Frank, I was like ten. You know what I'm saying? You're like 34, you're like, and I'm like, "Hey, Frank, I was
0: like 28 at the time, but no, you weren't, Frank. That was two years ago."
1: Okay, I was 30.
0: I'm dead. But, So,
1: if I invite you speckle trout fishing, you're not gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I am I brought,
0: th- a... I brought oh. a spin cast or whatever they call it, open face reel, dude." You,
1: Frank. You were throwing a Zebco. Th- like, I've never had a catfish set up, like, specifically on a Zebco. dude. You had, like, a triangle weight on it and shit. Like, <laughs> you, uh, what were you? <laughs> God, bless? Uh, you cool. guys really got to follow us on these Frank trips. This dude, and, and I'm not even mad at him. Like, I love it. It just adds diversity to everything. Everything,
0: but but you know, that's almost what the B side is. It's the other side of it. like it
1: is. No, you, yeah, to you.
0: this day, it is the funniest thing ever.
1: Frank's the only grown man I know can hook everything <laughs> but a fish.
0: I got, I got, what well, I gotta a tell couple. this story. I gotta tell this story from Labor weekend. So, on I don't know, the, the days blurring the second day that my whole family went fishing. My aunt wasn't going to wake up to go fishing, right? Because she had a headache. So I was like, well, look, I'll go ride with Tom so that there's not four of us in one boat and one in the other for safety reasons. And he's got, so he's got a 22-foot XL. I'm sitting in the back, and I'm casting, right? I go back, and I'm like, what? And the bait doesn't go anywhere and there's just the biggest bird nest I have ever seen in a real <laughs> come On
1: your find... baitcaster? On oh, my baitcaster
0: oh, So come to find out what I had done in my haste to hurry up and make another cast When I went back the hook with the leader on it wrapped around the uh, windshield bar Yeah. and when I went forward it was just like nope, I'm self imploding having straightened
1: and that's what I'm talking about. That's what. And, look.
0: <laughs> and I've gotten a lot better with the bait cast, right?
1: we, we We were having this conversation earlier after the stolen camera event. And uh, I was like, man, I don't know who's worse. You or the kids? Dude, I ain't had that many snags with my children on the boat. Oh, well, except for my six-year-old. He's, he's six. But the other two, right there, you know.
0: But I'm self-sufficient when I get snagged. Well, yeah, you
1: cut your own line off. <laughs> they just look at me puzzled like, dad. Uh, what do I do? I'm like, not much now,
0: son. So, so what's funny is my um, my grandpa was like, I don't know why you use braid. When you get snagged, you can't pop it. And I was like, I put a 20-pound leader yeah, on it for that reason. Is, yeah, dude,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I mean, a lot of guys are like, oh, why do you use, uh, I use a 30-pound braid to a 20-pound monofilament leader. And they're like, why? I'm like, look, there's no scientific reason behind it. Supposedly, the fish can't see the mono leader and, and they're like, Oh, what a water down here is so dirty. And it's fine. Don't use a leader. I don't care. But on the eyeball chance that they can see braid, I'm trying to maximize my chances yeah. here of catching. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you, speaking of leaders, but let me finish this. So oh, what man. I find with the mono leader is it doesn't like when you're fishing structure, especially for like specs and all, you don't get and even like with bass, you fish a lot more structure with bass, but I'll, but the way I started rigging my swim baits is with a, you know, the bait holder hook with the screw on it. Like, yeah. That looks like yeah. a worm hook. I, use, I rig them like that now on that type of, I don't use a jig head anymore because the thing is when you're fishing pylons, I can throw it in the center of a pylon and I don't care what's under my
1: because Oh, hand, it's weedless. Yeah. So it bounces. And dude, I'm, that's legit. I never thought of that. I'm not
0: going to take credit for that. Uh, Vinny actually was the one that showed I'm me sure. that. I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> Vinny's on a different level of fishing at this That point. dude's everywhere. Bro, that dude
1: is literally up, down, left, right. He's everywhere.
0: But, like, it's it's my only way I rig him because it's like I can I can overcast and not have to worry about hitting yeah. the marsh back. No, I mean, I, 100%. I can't. You know, because you're gonna overcast.
1: I know yeah. that for a fact.
0: Yeah, I, no doubt.
1: <laughs>
0: um, you know, or, fishing with Frankie, or like you get into especially marsh fishing. A lot of times you have grass under the water. Like, well, not only, only that
1: though. I mean, down here, especially yeah, the old well heads. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, railroad ties. I don't <laughs> know why. There's no railroad in the swamp.
0: Well, did you did you know that actually from Myrtle Grove to Grand Isle? Back in the heyday of Grand Isle, like in the 20s, they had a railroad that ran from Myrtle Grove to Grand Isle. But
1: they can't build us a bridge? Come uh, on.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, they can't finish the the G Lafitte, uh, the La Rose-Lafitte Highway. That, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, right. So I could be, be in La Rose in 20 <clears throat> minutes?
1: Dude, <laughs> like, you know how crazy it would be if they build a bridge from like, I mean, just anywhere in Plankham's Parish to Grand Isle? Yeah. It, you'd be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> or, even, or even, like, with the Jean
0: Lafitte Highway, connected to La Rose, and then you – now you have LA-1 right there. Yeah. And it's – they have the LA-1 bridge uh, that's supposed knows? to come up to La Rose. Who knows? So, but who I knows?
1: Mean, it, uh, that's – that's yeah, yeah. yeah, Louisiana is <laughs> bottom of the boot.
0: But, um, yeah, so we uh, – so I started using that, and then with the mono leader, well – remember how you were messing with me about steel leaders?
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> always. For <spectral> trout.
0: <laughs> so, I go there, and one of them, the one with the X, other XL boat. I actually like that boat, by the way. Oh, he loves it. Does he? Yeah. It's
1: a nice boat. It rides. Though. you have been a mother. Yeah. It I mean, rides. I've been in his too. Yeah.
0: We came we came across Barataria Bay, and it probably had six inches to a foot across it. Yeah. And he was running wide open. Oh yeah. And it's, so, yeah, it's like you know, Yeah. it's not the
1: a lot of people a lot of people throw shade on aluminum, but it's like it it's it's a bay boat all uh, through and through.
0: It, let's put it this way, I think it rides better than the Skeeter bay boats. God, really? I, I think it like in rough in rougher water, I think it rides <sighs> better than a skeeter. I don't know, man. Skeeters like top line. Well, Skeeter Skeeter used the design as the same as a bass boat. Right, so yeah. like if you look at the hull of a skeeter, it's that the, low profile. It's that low profile, that rounded, it, but that, yeah, yeah, it. I think now it may have just been the days that I'm comparing it to were different. Well, but,
1: I mean the older model. Well, but,
0: but I now know. I say that, but the skeeter that I'm comparing it to is like the original bay boat of skeeter.
1: Yeah, they they. So uh, my yeah.
0: gr- my grandpa's <laughs> had. My grandpa's had the same bay boat since I was 10. I think his boat's like 22 years old at this point. (laughs) So, he just changed the motor last year. Never changed the oil, never did anything. I'll be honest, that's why I
1: went, (laughs) oh, that's the one you were telling me about? God (laughs) damn. (laughs)
0: They they, said, go. (laughs) the boat mechanic goes, and he's like, when's the last time you changed the oil? My grandpa's like, I don't know. I don't think I've ever changed the oil. He's like, and he's like, all right, I'm going to pull this. It started running bad. Yeah. It started running bad. Not that it wasn't running. It was running
1: running bad. Running a little. It was <laughs> it's running a little rich today. I haven't changed <laughs> all in 20 years.
0: So then he goes, he takes the spark plugs out. And you know how the spark plug got that little L shape, that little U shape. Yeah, yeah. That connects it yeah, it's an arc off on. That's no longer there. Like, it's burnt off over the years. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> Hey, look, what kind of motor was that? That
0: was a Yamaha.
1: Yamaha dog. All the way. We're not sponsored, but I'm preaching them. Yamaha dog. If you can run a motor flat for 20 years and not change a damn thing, it's going to be that Yamaha dog. Yeah,
0: it, it was like, I he never had any major problems with it except it started running bad one day. But that's probably After 15 was... years. Yeah. You're
1: like, what the hell?
0: That <laughs> damn motor. And it, it was like one of the original four strokes, right? Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> So he had like the so he has a, and then so now he has a Suzuki on it because I'll be honest, man, Suzuki
1: kind of stepped up, man. A so, buddy of mine had a twenty-one foot um what is it, Bobby Boudreau or something, Boudreau? Yeah, uh, I think is it Bob. Bobby I think Boudreaux. it's Bobby Boudreaux, uh Hull. He only made like a handful of these things. But when I tell you this boat, I wanted to buy it from him. And uh, when I tell you he had a one forty Suzuki on the back. Bro, this thing would fly. I mean, like F fourteen fly, and uh, cut like a knife. I mean, you'd, you'd be three quarter throttle, making a, a ninety, like nothing. Yeah. I mean, this thing just cut, and uh, that's when I was impressed with with Zooks. I was like, uh, that they run, bro. That Zuki runs. Yeah, I, I wasn't mad at them. They're,
0: they're a, and it's almost one of them things. It's really preference. All your big manufacturers, Suzuki, Yamaha, Mercury, um, I don't i don't find any... They all have their pros. They all have their cons. And look... Well... Look, and you know what I'm,
1: I'm a, saying? I'm going to preach dog all day. Yeah. All day. So, you can beat them things up. What, what I'm
0: saying, though, is I've ridden in boats with... almost, and I've ridden boats... I guarantee you I've ridden with every major outboard motor company. I've ridden in their boats, and I've never found... I've never heard people, like, talk extremely bad. The only... Issues I've heard about Mercury were with the Verados. Is well, that, yeah, but that's because you're putting a supercharger on a 300 horsepower motor. Right, that you're putting, never yeah, right. That that's like but, turbo
1: putting a turbo on a lawnmower. Yeah.
0: My um, so my my dad worked used to work for the state, and right when they first came out, they had they got on state contract because that's how you push them, right? With the
1: Mercury, like, yeah, the
0: Mercury Verados. They put it on a, Bos- a Boston Whaler, and he says they're running going out to check a rig offshore. And he said, oh, I saw it here.
2: Boom, 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 boom.
0: And he said, smoke's just billowing out one of the motors. So they shut it down. go look. And the piston shot out the side of the block. So uh, Mercury was like, that's the first one in the United States to do that. They had the first major issue with it. And then since then, I know at one point, Bassmasters had banned the Verados for that reason. Oh. Because... When, when you think about it, when, you ever watch a Bass Tournament take off? Yeah. It's 100 boats going full throttle. Yeah, running, yeah. Well, when one of them blows a the motor, what happens?
1: Somebody's running yeah. into them. Somebody's running yeah. back into them. So they had to Which, they Dude, see. I'll be honest, bro. I thought the Verado was like top of the like top. Del, they, they're top better the now. Yeah, they, okay. They're a lot better now. Um, okay.
0: I want to – I don't know. My, I know at one point my uncle had the Verados on, on his offshore boat. <clears throat> He's got a contender? He's got a fountain. 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 Uh, man, that's a great boat. Oh, dude. That's a it's, great boat. It it rides good. Like, the the snapper video when I went offshore, that's the boat yeah. we're in. It.
1: What size is that? 38
0: foot. Center console. <laughs> that's a boat, man. Um, it's, now, it's, so, wh- I've actually found the story out, which was pretty cool about it, is that it was the Disney World's fishing team's boat. What? So, Disney World has a fishing team. I didn't know this.
1: Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Until two seconds ago.
0: So, the guy he bought it from was like, oh yeah, uh, we, we every like two to three years, they have some towing company out of uh, Homa. Every two to three years, we get we buy their boat because they only use it for one season and then they're like, we're done. Really? We sell it, yeah. Okay. So, it'd be like your motor now. Yeah, it's brand new. The motors might have a thousand hours on them. Yeah. But that's because they're... A lot of times, depending on where they fish, they might not trail them. Right. Because they would fish the Bahamas. Well, how do you fish? How do you get to the Bahamas? You can't trail your boat to the Bahamas. Yeah, you just run them. You got to run them. Uh, but that, that boat, since he's had it, it's been to the Bahamas, been three, 400 miles offshore in Grand Isle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he has a life raft with it. Yeah, it's an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. But, I mean, look, guys, I don't know if y'all like the longer podcast. We can split it up if y'all want to. Let us know. I mean.
1: We need, we need some feedback. We need yeah. some guests. Yeah. Steve <laughs> Rinella, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, any
0: anybody that wants to be on it that taught, like, knows anything about anything or just want to give your opinion, you know. We'll Dude,
1: I, I, you know who I love to get on here, honestly? I mean, a handful of guys. Marshman. Yeah. Marshman, Man, so on, bro. Because he, just the way he's passionate about the Bayou, I feel like that's the same way I'm passionate about the Bayou. Just he loves fishing for what it is. It, 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 it's
0: And he fishes the fish.
2: Not
1: the, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. He's not a trophy guy. He's not. Now, look, he keeps fish. But, I mean, the limit's 25 on specs. He's like, yeah. okay, I'm only taking 10. That's all I need. Yeah. And, and he that's also, respectable. He that's does, respectable. He does
0: a lot of the tagging program, which –
1: he does. He, he gets with the uh, the CCA uh, star tournament stuff.
0: Well, the, so Louisiana has a bunch of tagged fish swimming around, just in case y'all didn't know. Um, some of them, if you have a red tag, it's a CCA. Re- it's only in redfish. But if you catch a red tagged redfish, I hope you have joined the CCA tournament. You got
1: to be a part of the tournament, dude. At, at that,
0: at this point, it's over. It's so it runs from. Memorial Day to Labor Day? It's Labor Day, yeah. And the so first place gets a truck, second place gets a camper,
1: yeah. Um, third
0: through fifth, I think, gets, gets a boat. Gets a Triton boat.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's Triton. It's a Triton boat. Really? It it was Nautix star
0: uh, It might be. Not, I think I think it's a Triton this year. Um, and then sixth through tenth gets um. Gator tail package, like the redfish
1: gator tail. Series. Oh god, I... <laughs> dude, I want a friggin' mud boat so bad. Jeez. So,
0: but then the thing is, like this year, they've had well, not one only... tag redfish caught. Yeah, well, not only that well, though, that was legally entered into. The there's tournament. like ten other divisions. Yeah.
1: There's kids divisions, fly fish divisions, speckled there's trout. There's an east and west divisions. East West. Travel. There's cobia divisions. There's snapper, snapper, I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, there's and, a bunch, and then like. I want to say you get a five thousand dollar tackle package if you. Uh,
1: twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. Twenty five
0: hundred. Yeah. Um. If you If you win it. Yeah. And then...
1: Which who Who doesn't buy twenty five hundred dollars worth of tackle in their lifetime?
0: Yeah, I mean. And... But no,
1: Marshman's one of the guys I like to I like to talk to that dude.
0: But so some of the other tags you see, they have I think it's a silver or a gold tag, that's tagged by CCA, that is, it's a um, a year supply of Michelob Ultra. I mean, look, I could get behind that. Wait, dude, what? So, they they have two different tagged fish. It's a silver from the or, CCA store. So yeah, I think it's a silver for tag for a
1: year supply of friggin' of ultra. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> dude, the, give me the new truck. <laughs> the,
0: so, so this the reason we found this out is actually um, Labor Day weekend. my Uncle had caught a decent sized sheep head, and the other my other uncle, when I was about to clean. He said. Let me look up what the weight is for the CCA tournament. And he actually took second place in the CCA tournament with a sheephead. Which what? I don't think you win anything for second place. I think you just get your name. Yeah, three. it's the heaviest. Yeah. It's only the heaviest fish wins. All right, right. But, you know, it is, it is pretty cool, you know. But who knows? Because they could prove that the first place lied about it. Because the rules Ooh. of the CCA tournament, you can't hand the, hand the rod off. Like, in other words, you couldn't hook it and then hand it to one of your kids. Whoever hooks it has to reel it all the way in. But anyway, so the other tag that you'll find in the marsh is the Tag Louisiana tag. And I, me and Vinny and there's a, there's a bunch of, actually a couple people on YouTube and all that do it. And what that is is we, they tag speckled trout and redfish for research purposes.
1: Oh yeah, y'all yeah, did do the uh, yellow yeah. tag video. Yeah, that
0: was the uh, the video that would be coming out this week or next week. I don't
1: know. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're gonna call that scream.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
2: <laughs>
0: it's uh definitely if you catch one with a yellow tag in it, call it in. If you want to put the fish back in the water, you can do that too. Yeah, or that's you fine. Can keep
1: but it. yeah, you can still keep it. But call it in just just to in. uh yeah let, it, let them guys know where where it was at. I mean you never know where it was put back in yeah, the water it, where it, it was tagged at either
0: yeah it's kind of it's kind of like when you shoot a banded duck right right It's all about the migration of the animal so they want to see they right. caught like for example ours was in the middle of the marsh. Well not everybody's
1: friends with the green guys, but on the conservation part, you know do you try to do your part on that at least? Mm-hmm.
0: And even if you want to keep it and eat it, that's fine, too. You know, just just jot No, it's a
1: legal it. fish. You can keep yeah. it,
0: yeah. Um, now, like, some of the... Now, it depends on who I go fishing with. But there was times that I went fishing with people, and they're like, oh, that's a legal fish. It's going in the box. And I'm on their boat, so guess what? It's a legal fish, and it's going in the box. Illegal? It's illegal.
1: Oh, illegal. So, yeah.
0: yeah a, it's... a fish that you could possess. Yeah, no,
1: yeah. I was <laughs> Twenty seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it, now what are you what are you saying that did you disagree with that?
0: I mean so
1: What was the fish? Was it just it was a forty inch redfish?
0: No, 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 no. It was a uh, um like a twelve and a half inch speckle drop. Like
1: Are you not down with that?
0: No, I'm down with that. Oh,
1: okay. If, I mean,
0: I'm just you know. If, oh. if it was just me out there because of the lack of fish that I
1: eat. You'd throw the 12 and a half back? I'd throw
0: the 12
1: and half. Well, I would throw. I got a family of five, and it was 12 1⁄2. Oh, yeah, no, I, I
0: agree. and Like, a lot of times, like, when I go fishing with you, I don't keep any of the fish. You
1: don't, and it's, I'm like, why?
0: Because I'm the only one that eats them, and
1: what? I fish enough that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like,
0: right. I, re- I really do fish probably at least. At least once a week. Yeah, I mean, so I'm fishing, you're looking at. There's fifty-two, so fifty-two times a year, yeah, roughly, and that's whether. Now sometimes it's bass fishing at the farm, like I did this weekend. Which, yeah,
1: perch jerkin.
0: Yeah, perch dirt, and It might not be. We need to
1: do another one with uh with Bo. Oh yeah. With, yeah, a little perch jerkin video.
0: The uh, them cichlids though. Did you did you see that video where we cooked the cichlids at the yeah.
1: farm? Yeah, yeah. Dude, how <laughs> was that?
0: Oh, they were excellent. Yeah. That you, that you couldn't tell. I've, the difference. I've heard that
1: before, that they're delicious. You
0: couldn't tell the difference between them and a bluegill, like, if you served them up. Dude,
1: it's, we eat anything. Yeah. It they, is what it is.
0: And that's what, like, where we were was, wasn't was really like a, like, so we're at the park that we were at was kind of, there was no industrial area or residential area around it. It's a drainage area, but it's not as... It's freshwater
1: drainage, guys. Yeah. It's rainwater. It's rain yeah.
0: But, like, in Gretna... Where we
1: fish? Yeah, no, that's
0: I'm not eating.
1: That's questionable.
0: Yeah, I'm dude. Not. Speaking
1: of eating anything, when uh, when are y'all going to do that? When does the gator tags open up? Gator it's, season? It's
0: it's open. Well, if we were on private land, they'd be currently open. It's September to the end of October. I got the exact date. We
1: can be on private land.
0: No, I can't because my my tags are for it has
1: to be in a specific area.
0: It for Salvador. All right. Um,
1: Now, in order to get to these areas where we can hunt them, does it have to be by mud boat?
0: Yeah. Because Salvador don't have any access in without boat access. Now, if you have an outboard that can run the canals in Salvador, you can use that too. Right. But we're going to use it because we know the areas (coughs) we know in Salvador... Where we know there's large alligators, which for us it doesn't matter because we're not selling hides or anything. Right, right. Um, what are you doing with the hides? Well, we're going to figure out what we do with them. We're going to try to tan them on ourselves.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah.
0: Because the, the thing is, so I could sell a whole alligator at seven foot for
1: $35. Come back?
0: For $35 for the entire alligator. With the meat and everything? Yes, It's less than... It's like, I think we figured For $35? For $35.
1: <laughs> what the... F- but you go to a restaurant, alligator sausages...
0: Yeah, $10 a link.
1: $10 a link.
0: <laughs> it, it's... How the hell... There's no... There's no... They're not paying anything for them. So, and a lot of it is because farm-raised... Well, let me get one of the heads. Yeah, that's
1: fine. For the... For the juniors.
0: Yeah, I mean... Um, we're going to try to figure out how to clean, clean the heads and all, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I
1: think it's a salting process. I don't know.
0: I, I'm, we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, look,
0: we'll figure out a lot of stuff. All right, right. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on. But, um, so, I was actually talking to an older trapper that I know, and that he was showing me how to make cable restraints, which, if you want to learn how to do that, find a trapper, because I'm not going to show it ever on YouTube or. Facebook or Instagram or any of that. Just because if you use it improperly, they can be extremely detrimental to a population. All right. So what he was telling me is that the way to really make money off of trapping right now is the novelty and to go out and trap for people. So like if you got a pond that has like a hundred acres of land and they got coyotes, they want to get rid of, oh, you yeah, go in there yeah. and you say, look, it's, Twenty bucks for me to set my traps out, and twenty bucks a coyote that's caught. Right. So, but
1: that's crazy. Gators ain't worth.
0: Yeah, and and it's all the that industry. It's, it's the it's the farm raising of. It. And I'm not saying anything against farm raising. Yeah. But it's it's just that there's a farm raised alligator has a perfect hide. So I there's mean, no imperfections. Yeah. There's but... no.
1: Just, I don't know, it just takes away from the you know yeah,
0: what I mean? The history of it. Yeah,
1: it I don't know.
0: So, but we need to wrap this up because we're going yeah. On we're going on two hours two hours here. Um, you can find us on Instagram at B underscore Side Outdoors. You can find us on TikTok at the same username. I'm gonna leave the link tree in the show notes below, which will have the links for everything. Um, Facebook, we're at Louisiana Outdoor Experience. YouTube, you can search B Side Outdoors or Louisiana Outdoor Experience. So go check us out. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button down below. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell somebody to listen to this. <laughs> uh, look, if if you tell two people and then they tell two people, oh god, <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's a pyramid scheme. But <laughs> but we get a bunch of listeners so and remember thank a veteran they are the ones that allow us to do what we do and i hope to catch you on the b side of the outdoors